This week, I talked to Margaret Palango of Auto Shop Solutions. Sit tight, because you don't want to miss it. Welcome to Ratchet & Rich Radio, your podcast for strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm Chris Jones, host and editor at Ratchet & Wrench. This week, Margaret and I dive into the broad world of on and off-page SEO and what shop owners need to know about drawing customers in from the World Wide Web. Here's my interview with Margaret. Hey, Margaret. Welcome to Ratchet & Wrench Radio. Hey, Chris. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. So glad to have you on. So you've been with Auto Shop Solutions for about 15, 16 years now. And walk us through your journey with Auto Shop Solutions. Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, as you say, it, it has been quite a few years looking back. Uh, I started with Auto Shop Solutions in 2006. At that time, really managing the accounts. I was the first employee. Uh, our founder was building the websites and I was managing the accounts, uh, helping out with AdWords and went on to then help through the onboarding process for new customers coming in uh, and continue to grow. As we grew the business, I, I hired folks to do the things that I had been doing um, and went on to manage the marketing for the business and past couple years as executive vice president and managing the overall operations of the business to where it led me to back in November of 2021, stepping into the role as CEO as our founder retired. You were employee number one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so where are you guys now? I've seen quite a change in the business and, it, and it's been extremely exciting. We're uh, right around 40 employees right now. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Just to be the first one in the company and to see all the change and growth, especially with internet marketing, how much has changed in 2006. Yeah, well, and that's really the, the biggest changes have been in internet marketing has evolved to from at that time, we were building websites and just barely starting with Google AdWords. That was brand new in that time frame. And we have watched uh, SEO become a big part of the conversation where at that point it was make sure you've got some keywords on your website and you are good, right? That's no longer the case. Um, and then also the invention of social media, right? And how how that what went from being on the college campuses to then be used almost daily or being used daily in for business, right? We saw that evolve between 2008, 2010 in that time frame. So, and, and that continuing evolution of how uh, businesses are evaluated online, their online presence and the way you build websites, it's all different, all of it. And that's the exciting and challenging part. It's never boring. No, no. And it's funny how SEO has evolved over the years, like just the, the parameters that we put on it. I remember back then, you know, working and helping people with marketing stuff, you know, prior to where I'm now and like keyword stuffing was like this big thing. Wow. And people would keyword stuff their websites to death. It'd be full of all the local cities around you. It'd be full of zip codes. I mean, it was like, it was just this horror show of just oh, yeah. fluff. And you remember they used to put the, hide the keywords. They put all these keywords at the bottom in like um, what they do in white text. Yes. In the whiteboard. So they would hide that and they would do zip codes and the, the, the keyword, the, the city name, all of that and repeat it like a hundred times. Oh my gosh. It was the wild west. 
it, it really was. was. It was comical almost. And oh my gosh, yes. The way it evolved, <laughs> thank goodness. Thank goodness it's no longer like that because it was crazy. It was like, okay, what do I, what can I do now? What can I do now? How do you game the system, right? No more of that. It's so nice now. There's best practices. We know, we know what they are. I mean, it's always changing and, and Google's coming out with the new best practices all the time, right? But we know a lot more now and we've got a, methods, methods and best practices to follow now with SEO. Doesn't mean they don't always change, but at least we know what they are. We keep evolving with them. That is so true. Wow. <laughs> and let's, I mean, let's stay on that topic. You know, one of the one big aspect to online brand development is SEO. Uh, so what is SEO and why is it important for marketing? Well, you know, SEO is really build, building your brand online, right? And it's the optimization of your online presence, the overall optimization of your complete online presence. And that's uh, on your website, really the core of that uh, comes from your website. All Your entire online presence always looks back and nods back to your website. So it's having an outstanding website and, and having that built the right way and, and making for a fantastic user experience. And so, you know, there's two different types. There's the on-site and the off-site. What's the difference between those two? Well, on-site is everything on your website, Right. On-site SEO are, we, we just talked about keywords. Of course, you have to have the right keywords. No keyword stuffing, but you have <laughs> to have the right keywords, right? But it's, it's, it's way beyond just the keywords. It's, it's the right keywords with custom content, right? Not copying, oh, I like the way they wrote this. Let me go put that on my website from some other online website. No, you have to have custom content, on your website, right? And then it is really looking at the user experience and making sure that the user can find everything. We've got clear navigation. So it's easy to find something very quickly. And then the tagging and the headlines, right? We call them in, in the SEO world, H1, H2, H3 tags, right? Well, well, these are the, the headlines, right? The the headlines of showing, of talking about whatever is going to be in the content below it and the subheadline, making it really easy for a user to skim a page and see what's on there and making it also easy for the search engines to read. With the on-page SEO, there are so many thoughts on how long content should be, you know, for Google to crawl it properly and for it to rank for, for certain things. Uh, what, like, what's your, what's your take on that? Because some people say it's 600 words, some say it's 1,000 words, some say it's 1,200, and then some people just say it's the value of the content itself to the user. What's, what's your convention on that? About 450 words uh, uh, on the page, right? About that is what we're trying to achieve with good content. So, right, the relevancy and, and the quality of the content, I would say it's that combined with enough content on there. It's not an exact science. It needs to be unique, relevant, authentic, all of those things. But, you know, and sometimes you would think, oh, I don't want so much content on the website. I want them to read it quickly. Well, that's why those tags are important because sometimes people are going to skim but the search engines need that amount of content for them to evaluate that page as relevant to the rest of your site, as relevant to your business, right? You have to put enough content on there. So when the search engines are looking, 
they can see the relevancy uh, of your business and that you that you are authority. It's building your authority and, and that you're an expert in the products and services that you offer as a business. And for a shop owner, like what's the major benefit of supplying content to their, their audience? Well, it's really, again, back to that uh, trusted authority and building trust with that business and giving information on the homepage, uh, a little bit about the business, the history of the business, the, the about us page goes into that as well. And, and understanding how long that company has been in business, what some of their business philosophies are, and also their expertise in their services. If they have qualified for shop owners, specifically when we're talking about that, the certifications of technicians or certain practices that they use. They can talk a lot about their service, the customer service and the way they treat and value their customers. If they have convenience features and all of those types of things are on the homepage, can be found on the about us page. And then going that next layer deep into the services page and talking about the brake repair services, the engine repairs, and and giving a little bit more information about how they approach it, why it's important, what they're doing. And all of that, that content all needs to nod back to building value and trust for the consumer to say, yes, I trust this place as a place to take my car to be fixed. And you, when you talk about trust, that's a big thing in the auto industry. And one of the pages, I guess, you really can't afford to skimp on is that about page. Like, you know, you can get around a lot of other pages. And I think people think, well, customers go to my services page. They spend time on my homepage. But the reality is that people go straight to the about page almost right off the bat. They want to know who you are, <laughs> what you're about. And oh, my gosh, if you can put it on your about page, I cannot encourage owners enough to get a to get pictures on there because that is part of your optimization pick pictures of your team pictures of uh, either the individuals or pictures around the shop and talking about the culture in your business and uh, talking about your employees uh, the history how long you've been in business your story bring your story to to the about us page so we've talked a lot about the the on-site the website Let's talk about the offsite. What are some examples of offsite SEO and how can a shop owner improve their offsite? Ah, offsite. So now there's a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> the, well, the onsite stuff I think is pretty obvious. People know that they've got to do certain things to their website. The offsite stuff is there's a lot there. And I'm going to give you some examples, give you some areas, but it doesn't stop there. There's many, many different ways. But here's some of the, the bigger ones, right? Citation building. Uh, and then we can kind of delve into the, each of these individually, but citation building, social media, your GMB, your Google My Business listing, and community involvement. And then last but definitely not least is your reviews. We all read reviews, right? We all read reviews. And so those are, those are I would say, like the top five, right? There could be more, but, but for the purpose of uh, the local businesses and our conversation today, I would say those are probably the top five offsite elements. Okay. So talk more about citation building and management. Like what is that and what does it mean? Okay. Citation building is uh, making sure your information about your business, your name, address, phone number, things like the shop hours, that those key components of your business are consistently put online out there 
onto the all of the online direct onto the thousands of online directories out there, right? That 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 information, that current information, with everything spelled exactly as it should be, whether you have Main Street spelled S T R S T or S T R E E T, right? Making sure everything about your business is spelled accurately and then put out there to be absorbed by by all the online directories out there. Of course, Google's one of them. Facebook's one of them. There's there's hundreds of them out there. And that is something that has to be done on a regular basis. And I'll give you an example of why citation building is so important. And that constant putting out of that information, constantly pushing that out is important. We had a team member going to see a prospect, right? They're going to talk to somebody about potentially signing up for our services. And so they, um, and they were local to us. So they put their, the, um, in ways, put punched in the business name, right? And it came up with an address, a local, and they hit go, right? And, and so they get there and the business is not there. The doors were closed, the lights are off. And they're like, they called. I'm like, don't we have an appointment? And they're like, oh yes, we moved three months ago to this other location. Okay, so that's why it's important because Waze had, they had not done anything about updating their citations and online, and they had done nothing to push that information out. They had moved. Now, eventually, does it probably come around? Yeah, but it takes months and sometimes years to catch up. So they had not updated any of their online citations. And can you imagine if that was a customer trying to come? Like maybe even if they called them and they had an appointment and they typed it in uh, to one of their uh, GPS programs and and they they ended up at the wrong location. So that's just just one example of why the citation building is so important because it touches all those really important directories that we rely on for information every day. I mean, that could really cost you business <laughs> really at the end of the day. So, I mean, so with that, do you recommend a shop maintains a style sheet with that information? So like, you know, they've always got all the stuff written down for Google, Facebook, like just, just so they maintain that all the time. And then when something changes, they update it on all across yeah, the board. So the question is, how do you update it? Right. Yeah. You've got to update it and you can update it manually. You know, think about how many businesses change locations, buy new locations, all of that. So it's just something that shop owners need to be very aware of. And so uh, talk about social media, like the effect of social media on SEO and offsite optimization. Sure. Uh, well, social media, like we were just talking about the About Us page, social, me- social media is also the way that consumers get to know about you. But this social media, they can really interact with your brand. And because it's one of your online properties uh, and it links back to your website, at least it should, if you've done it right, it's going to link back to your website. It's a, it's a signal to the search engines that your business is active and relevant if you have good engagement, good engagement on your site and regular postings. If you've made a post and then it's a month to six weeks later before you make your next post, they see that as not very active, right? You want to be making at least a post a week and and with engaging content, uh, especially personalized content about things going on at your shop, something relevant to your business and getting likes on that and interaction on that. 
the the uh, search engines see that when they're crawling the internet is the information about your business and they're going to see uh, okay here's another business it's relevant it can be trusted because it's active okay. now something that i notice a lot in with businesses is they treat social media like a, almost like a digital sales assistant where all they do is go in there and they want to sell 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 why is that like a failing strategy for business yeah, because social media is not really meant for that that transaction. So social media is about brand building and getting, again, getting to know your business. And well, of course, with Facebook ads, do, do transactions happen with Facebook ads on social media? Of course they do. Um, but in this respect, especially when you're trying to uh, look at it as a way of building your brand, you want to make it a community. It's a conversation not so much um, just about the ROI. It doesn't mean you can't put specials on your Facebook page if that's what you would like to do, but that shouldn't be the only thing. If that's all you're doing, uh, that's noise. That's noise to a consumer who wants to interact with your brand. Your social media should be about your, the personality, your business, um, and, and about your business. And, and yeah, sure, sometimes that includes a special, but that's not the only thing that should be on your social media feed. So a lot of people know about the Google My Business. Can you tell us what that is and how it helps with offsite SEO? Absolutely. So the Google My Business, um, this is the one you really have to get right because it is, in addition to your website, the Google My Business listing is your business's listing on Google. So they're, right, this is on their property. So you, <laughs> you got to get it right, which means optimizing it, which means having all the claiming it having all the correct information, putting some pictures, putting a little bit more information about your business, making sure all of the links are correct back to your website, phone number, all of those things are updated correctly. We're seeing over up to 50% of phone calls to a shop coming from that Google My Business listing, right? And so how do you, know, how do you optimize that? I'll jump right into the next one, um, the, you know, the next piece, which is reviews. Because on your Google My Business listing, or you know your Google for Business listing, that's where those reviews live. That's where your Google reviews are living, and Google sees that they're they're following that as closely as they're following your website. And so, seeing that activity and that increase in um, your your reviews, you want to make sure that you're constantly getting reviews that you don't just go through a spurt of going, okay, I got a hundred reviews. I worked really hard this month. Everybody gave us a review. Okay, we're done now, right? And stop asking for reviews. No, this needs to be ongoing. You need to always be asking your customers uh, to leave you a review because that's, they want to see, the search engines want to see that continued consistency and really the growing of the stars. Chris, if a, if a business is, is getting more and more reviews and, and the star counts going down, that would be a problem. <laughs> but the reviews, they're so important, right? You do it. We all do it. We are all evaluating businesses. Who does anything anymore without reading the reviews? I can't remember the last time I bought anything either online or started or chose a vendor to work with it without getting information through reviews, whether it be Google or however, whatever uh, review platform. But in the world of brick and mortar with consumers, really Google, Google is king there and getting the Google reviews, that's the best way that they can learn about your business. 
And having a bad review now and again is not bad. Uh, of course, you want have every review five star. Of course, you want that. But we all know in business, there's going to be an unhappy customer along the way. I mean, don't tell me any of us in business haven't had a, an unhappy customer, right? And so there might be a... A, a, a low review that, that those are authentic really it, that's the the other part of it they need to be authentic and then as long as you've responded to that review properly and, and made resolve and, and move on um and then continue to build it with the, the good reviews behind it but seeing that they're authentic right they have to be authentic yeah i think that happens so much where businesses will see one bad review and go into damage control and they want to get that off the the page as quickly as possible and it's like well sometimes a bad review is an opportunity for reflection okay this customer had a bad experience why did they have a bad experience yeah. versus versus defending the business and going in on the customer which sometimes you see business will, will, will fight the customers like okay well oh, yeah no yeah it's better just to, to learn from the bad review and leave it there yeah or have <laughs> respond like for example i'm sorry yeah. experience i'd like to talk to you offline and see if we can resolve this right it, it, like yeah going no, no, that's a big no. <laughs> Do not go at it with <laughs> the person who left the review and try to resolve it through online. No, you know, we consult our, our clients all the time on no, not how to do it. We consult them all the time on how to uh, respond to a negative review, right? How to respond to that to in order to... Yeah, yeah. I talked to one shop owner. I thought his his uh, system was very good. He said at the bottom of the, the repair orders, once he's given them the invoice, he tells them, hey, look, you know, please leave a Google review if you're satisfied. If you're not satisfied, call me first. All good business owners, if something didn't go right, they want to know because they want to fix it. You want to fix it. All right, so talk a little bit about link building, link building and backlinks. You know, people talk a lot, a lot about how those work on SEO and how they help benefit your pages. Uh, dive into that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, so link building is very powerful when it's done within your community and it's done with other businesses, other entities in your community, other other organizations that you know. And it's very it's very tied to uh, community involvement too, and that's another component, really strong component of SEO, is community involvement. So. I'll just kind of give this one example, which touches both on community involvement and link building. We, we've got a shop that we work with that does a car show every year. And this car event, it benefits a charity. So you've got a charity involved. Um, they do it with also with the Rotary and they do it with uh, a local restaurant and the local newspapers involved, right? So you've got all of these entities working uh, together to, to sponsor this event. And they make a page on the shop's website. Well, think about it's the events page. It's on that website, but there's links from all of these different groups because the shop hosts that uh, registration and all the information about their event on their website. And so, so every one of these organizations throughout the community is linking back. So that's just one. That's just one example of uh, how link building can be very, very strong in a community because you're getting in that event, that community event is getting your, your name out there in the community linked with all these businesses. So it has uh, involvement in the community. It's that's, that's off offsite, right? That's not even um, online stuff. However, the result that happens online because they come to register, they come to learn more about your business uh, on your website and through those other businesses that link to you. Uh, other ways of, 
link building can be uh, working with other organizations to do mutual link backs for whatever, for various reasons. My biggest suggestion on, on link building is that, again, it be authentic, that it not just be, oh, I need to get a bunch of links for SEO, right? It really needs to be part of a bigger picture strategy. There's a real reason why you're linking with these other businesses or other uh, entities in the community. I want to go back to the, the Google My Business real quick, if we could. And lately, I'm always using near me. How can a shop owner take advantage with that auto shop near me keyword? With the Google My Business, if you're doing it into Google, they're, they're going to be indexing where you are. Like they're on, they know where, if you're doing it on the Google platform, they know mm-hmm. where you're located, right? So that's uh, inherently by, by geography. That's one way that that is going to come up. But they're going to reward you over someone else based on those things that we were discussing before, making sure it's optimized, uh, that your listing is optimized and has is set up correctly and has all of the right types of content, pictures that and activity, right? Activity that, that people have been there before, that they've interacted with your Google My Business listing and your reviews. All of those are optimization points to make sure that you're coming up first in the near me, right? And don't forget, it is also going looking back to that website to make sure that, that, that it's got re- relevant content and those citations that the near me, that all those addresses are matching that they see out there. And so we talk a lot, we've talked a lot about just the importance of having the website, having content, and yet so many, there's still a lot of shops who won't even set up a website a lot, or we have shops who think that, I can use the the Google My Business as my website, or I can use Facebook as my website. You know, why is this not the way to think about running your business? Because the website is the anchor to all of that. So, you know, the Google My Business is just one, it's just one component, but it doesn't tell the whole whole story about your business and it doesn't have the weight, right? And keep in mind, that's on Google's property. Your Google My Business listing is Google's property. It does not belong to your business. Google has changed the format. They've changed things about the Google My Business listing all the time. They're constantly changing different ways that they evaluate it. You need to have your own online presence that, that is yours, that you are controlling. And they Google sees that. They want to see more. They want to see more about your business than just a Google My Business listing because there's not enough information there for consumers uh, to to show about your business from just the Google My Business listing. The website really will spell out that whole story. I mean, the websites now are getting larger and larger because of all the, the different types of services and making sure that per location, you've got services that are specific to locations and all the landing pages. Google sees all of that. They know. They, go, they reference back to your website every time that um, a query is done. Yeah, I remember, you know, what was it? Maybe it was last year or shortly before that when Instagram had that blackout for like several hours and people were like freaking out because they were concerned about their businesses. And it's like, well, yeah, this is why you have to have everything on your website, why it's important to have that hub that belongs to you. Yeah, I mean, and that's, a, that's the biggest thing about it. And, and it's all your entire overall online presence. And I really can't stress that enough. There is no one thing. It's your overall online presence. Gone are the days where you could just have a website, website, and that's it and do nothing else. Gone are those days. 
gone are these days where you could just have a Google My Business listing and that's fine. No, it's it's this omni-channel approach. It's your overall online presence and you have to be working it in all of these areas. There's like no silver bullet to, to figure in all of this out. They all need to work together. And so what, so what does a busy shop owner do when they can't manage all that? They call me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, when you look at it at the end of the day, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. It's a lot it to is. update a website. It's, an, it's a lot to manage it, to post it's pictures, to, to go to social media, to update your Google. It's, it's, that's a full-time job. Yeah. And it's important for them to, to look and see um, and find a trusted partner. Yeah. who understands this because shop owners should be spending their time running their business. Shops are busy right now, mm-hmm. right? And, and they're, they need to be busy running and growing their businesses and finding a, a partner they can trust uh, who understands marketing, who has Google certified employees, who, un, who truly understand and live and breathe this every day to help them. Right on. And so if there's one actionable thing that you can leave shop owners with that they can do almost immediately to improve their, either you know, their business listing or to get something started, what would you say that is? Oh, there's so many. But, but one thing they can really do like today is start asking for reviews to, yeah. to, help, to help increase their reviews, right? And, and they may already be doing that. But that's like the, the easiest thing to get started. Is, is making sure that they're asking every single customer that comes in the door to leave them a review on Google. Marketing is one of those things where people love it, people hate it. Look, if it was the same all the time, that'd be boring. And you know, and the shop owners will say that about their businesses too, in the terms of the cars and every year there's new new models of cars and, and, and new tools and, and new ways of fixing them. And that's what keeps it exciting. Yeah, it absolutely does. So you're, you're a car enthusiast yourself, right? I am. Yeah, tell us about that before we go. <laughs> Closing a little bit more personal about me. <laughs> Margaret is a uh, is a car fan. Margaret loves Porsches. Uh, I'm a Porsche fan. Yes, I have owned Porsches since 2006. I purchased my first one, uh, and I've owned them ever since. I currently am caretaker of three of them. And I'm in a car club. I'm in the Porsche Club of America, an active member. And I have a lot of fun driving my car, going to events, uh, and hanging out with other people who love Porsches. I could talk cars all day. So what's your, uh, <laughs> what's your favorite model? The 911. The 911, yeah, it's a beautiful one. Uh, I have uh, my favorite. Uh, I have an older one. It's a 1985 Targa 911. So you're a collector too, huh? That one's a collector car. Yeah, very nice. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Margaret. Really appreciate your time. Appreciate your expertise and just talking about this very important topic of just SEO for businesses. Great. Chris, thank you so much. It was so fun chatting with you. I really enjoyed our conversation today and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. Now go make the rest of your day the best of your day. And we'll see you back here next week on Ratchet & Rich Radio.